What's up, everybody? It's Mark Farrell, the jeweler. Welcome to the Jewelers Philosophy Podcast. Listen, what if I told you that you could free up one to two hours of your time a day in five simple steps? You want to hear how to do that? Well, you're in luck because that's what this episode is all about. If you're like me, you love being an artist, waking up every day, making art for a living. Let me ask you something. Do you ever wish that you had more time to do the things that you really want to do? You know, those things that you dreamed of when you started your business. How about having the time and the money to invest in those awesome new tools, skills, or that dream class? Or maybe finally working on that project or piece that you've been waiting to make and never seem to find the time for. If this sounds like you, then you're in the right place. Join me on my quest to help jewelers and artists free themselves from the time and money traps running an art-based business creates. My name is Mark Farrell, and welcome to The Jeweler's Philosophy. So how many of us out there, right? How many of you guys out there, do you feel like you're being pulled in a million different directions or there's not enough time in the day or you just can't seem to get stuff done, right? I mean, it's crazy. Like I've been there, I've been there too, you know? And, and I, I, man, I remember how bad that felt, right? And, and how I just, no matter what I did, I just couldn't seem to get ahead. Well, I got a story, uh, to tell you guys that is, um, it's like a a huge aha moment for me, right? It just dawned on me one day. So do you guys want to hear it? All right. So here's the story. Um, I'm sitting in my garage at the time, right? That's where I had my, um, my, my company when I first, um, had moved down to, uh, Tennessee. So I'm, I'm in my garage and, um, I am trying to close more sales, right? I've decided that I want to really make this push and I'm going to be doing more. I talked to some people about growing my business and everything else like that. And I wanted to really um, generate some some money for retirement and or insurance. Um, you know, I wanted to uh, do some other stuff, maybe take a vacation. It's crazy. So um, I'm, I'm sitting there, right? And I'm, I'm, just doing my thing. And part one of those things was, you know, talking to customers. I mean, we all wear all of these, these crazy hats. Right. And so I was doing all kinds of things and it was like, I was just dabbling in all these million different things. But one of the biggest problems that I had was I enjoy talking, uh, as you can probably tell. And so I am, you know, it was really, um, every customer, I needed to talk to because I felt that, you know, my process really needed, um, that interaction up front and, and to show the knowledgeable, you know, how knowledgeable I was and I could talk them into the product and I could do all of, all of that different stuff, right? That's where I started the sales pitch. And the thing that was crazy was that I was talking to people on the phone, like right after I got a contact form, right? And so they would tell me what they wanted and then I would call them on the phone and I'm talking to these people for like an hour or more. It was most of the time it was more. And it was crazy because I mean, I was just killing so much time and we, I mean, we get 
lots of contact forms. I mean, we get maybe three to four contact forms a day. I mean, so if I'm talking to almost every customer for an hour, I mean, that's four hours, right? I mean, it's crazy. I don't need to be talking to that many people. You don't need to be talking to that many, you don't need to be talking to that few people for that long, right? If, especially if it's the first, the first thing, I mean, a a consultation is super important, right? But you've got to, you've got to qualify them as a, as a potential customer first. I mean, not everybody that comes knocking is going to be a customer. And so I found that I was really like hemorrhaging time, right? That I could be doing anything else. And so that's really where the story begins, right? So I, I'm, I'm looking at this and I remember going in and I talked to my wife and I told her, you know, I said, I am, you know, I think, I think I'm talking to people for too long. And she said, I think you're right, you know, because I would be, I'd set goals for myself to get things done and they just wouldn't happen, you know? And I remembered back when I was working at a jewelry store for, you know, three years, four years, and I saw the volume of work. Like I knew what I was doing. Right. And I was, I, I, but when it came time to make my own product, it was a little bit different. And I, because I have like this really deep connection with it. Right. And I, I bet that you probably have the same thing. I, I know that you have the same thing. You definitely have a deep connection with your product. And so we, as artists think that we need to be you know, talking to people all the time and that we always need to be tied in and we need to be able to, you know, talk to the customer and talk to, uh, answer all the questions that come our way and do all of these different things. Right. And I mean, we do have to do all of that stuff, but there's a better way to do it than what, than what I was doing. Right. Because I would do everything as it came. And the problem was, that it's, I, I still had to produce work, you know, but I, there were days that I remember going in and, and I would just, I didn't have, I didn't get anything done. You know, the things that I had already sold were getting pushed further and further back to get the new people in, right. To make that revolving door of sales. And it, it was really problematic because I found that, you know, I was losing I was losing quite a few sales, right? And that was the most devastating part was that it was like I was losing the sale after spending and investing time, right? Talking to these people and educating them and really, you know, making it making it be something that it needed to be, at least in my head, right? And I started um, trying to find ways to do something different. And so... What I ended up doing was I got I got a computer and, and I was like, you know, I, everybody, you guys know that I'm dyslexic and that reading and writing have never been strong suits for me. And I knew that I had to kind of get with the times and get on the ball a little bit, right? I mean, we're in the the electronic age and everything else like that. And here's a company that you can only talk to on the phone, right? Like I didn't want to answer emails because I was uncomfortable with it. And, and I realized that I had to change that, right? You've got to adapt. You've got to change with the times. I mean, that's the name of the game. If you can change with whoever can adapt and change the fastest, right, is the most relevant. And so I figured, I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to do stuff that's uncomfortable for me. And I'm going to try to figure out what to do differently because I need more time to create the work. And we had just had our first kid. Uh, My daughter was born 
and I really wanted to spend more time with her, right? And I wanted to spend more time making jewelry. It kind of had been like this shift where I'd spent all this time making art and making jewelry, right? And then it, it slowly shifted as we got bigger and as we grew, it shifted into spending more and more time doing the things that I didn't want to do, right? I didn't want to be, I mean, I, I like talking to customers. I love talking to customers, but I, I didn't want to be talking to them as much as I was and then having that walk away. It, it just wasn't, it wasn't working. I didn't want to be constantly answering questions and not having the, you know, spending that time, but not being able to, to collect money on it because I was investing the time. Right. And, and if you're in the frame set that time is money, I mean, that's literally where I was at that point in time. And so I was giving away all this time. Right. But I wasn't, I wasn't generating any money. And so I, I said, well, if that's still going to be the case, right? I mean, you can't close every sale and, and I know that. And so I said, all right, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on what I can do, right? And so I can't, I can't control if people walk away and, and I do need to invest time if I want to have those people as customers. But what I can control is I can control the time that I'm spending with people. Uh, people, tasks, whatever, right? And and I can control that. And then I can start, once I start controlling it, you go from using time to managing time, right? And it doesn't seem very different, but it's vastly different in the sense that using time is as it comes your way, you're using it, right? It's like a faucet. You turn it on and it comes out and you get to use it. When there isn't any water, right? The water main breaks or electricity or something like that, right? When the power goes out, it's always there when you need it. But then when the power goes out, it's no longer there, right? Then what do you do? And if you're not used to managing it, right? And the difference would be instead of that, if you only have a finite amount of water, right? You have a water tank or you're using rain barrels or whatever, and you've only got a finite amount. Now you have to ration what that is, right? And that's managing time. That's looking at what you've got, right? And, and, and allocating it instead of being pulled in all these different directions. I figured out that like I had to do this because I wanted to free up time not only to make work and and deliver on the product that I was I was doing because I felt rushed making the product and I don't want to feel rushed, right? I don't want to feel rushed making my product. That's the worst thing ever. I want to be able to spend the time I need to, right? And I really wanted to make this big push, something that I never had to think about before, right? Was allocating and managing the time to spend with my family, right? Because I, I'm I'm having, I'm growing a family and I'm doing that because I I, I want to spend time with them, right? And so that now needs to take a priority when previously, if you don't have kids, you don't know what I'm talking about. If you have kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Before kids and after kids is vastly different. They're both amazing, and they're but they're vastly, vastly different. And so it's not a problem, but you have to make time for that. Your kids don't just love you. You have to put in the time to make them love you and to give them reasons to and for you to love them, right? And and so that's a different topic, but for real. So I was like, okay, I want to dedicate time, okay? So I set out on this quest to figure out how to free up time, right? And I wanted one to two hours a day of my time and have all weekends, right? Not work on the weekends and free up one to two hours a day. And, and it, it worked. <laughs> And what I figured out was in in doing this, right, and in in my journey to make this happen, is and and think about this, right? I mean, this is this is crazy uh, because when I tell you what this is, when I tell you what the secret is, you're gonna think, Mark, you're out of your mind. That's crazy. But then I want to tell you, think about it for real because it sounds so backwards. I mean, it's so 
backwards, right? But it's, but it's not. I mean, and it's totally true. So here it is, right? The less accessible you are, right? The more in demand you become. The less accessible you are, the more in demand you become. Okay, so think about that. Now, I know you're thinking I'm nuts, right? I can't be less accessible to my clients and my customers and my people, right? Because if I'm less accessible, how are they going to get a hold of me? How are they going to, you know, if there's a problem, how am I going to help put out, put out that problem? How am I going to you know, answer these questions that only I can answer and, and, or that you can answer, right? That we can answer as the business owner, right? How, if, if, if we are less accessible, right? To everybody, your customers, the vendors, anybody, doesn't matter, right? You're less accessible to your friends, whoever, right? Then like the whole world is going to end, right? But it's, but it's not. And knowing that and being on the other side of that, it's remarkable to see that it it really it really works because then the time that the people have the the time that people do have with you right they make more of it it's more important the less of something there is they're more important there's think about supply and demand right and that's what proves this point is that it's like if the supply goes down right the demand goes up and if the supply goes up, then theoretically the demand would go down, right? Because everything is like a seesaw, right? And it took me a long time to figure this out. I mean, everything, right? If something is not working for you, right? Think about it like a seesaw. And right now you want to dump the load, right? Like the seesaw is too heavy on one side, right? And you need to balance it out, but you don't want to just balance it out. Like you want to empty it or you want to offset it, right? So it spills all over the place. And then when you put it back down, it's only half of what it was. Okay. And so, but everything, everything is a seesaw as long as you can find what the other side is. Okay. And that's the trick, right? Is that no matter what it is, right? You want to free up your time. You feel like you don't have enough time. You want more time, right? That's your seesaw. So how do we push down the not enough time, right? Because right now there's so much weight holding you down. Like you need to offset that, right? So what's on the other side of that? Or, you know, money is the same thing or relationships, sales, everything, everything, right? Is, is this seesaw. And, um, it's, but it's also the supply and demand rule, right? And so it's super crazy. So if you become less accessible, people tend to make more of what the time they have with you is because it, the perceived value of that time goes up, right? If you are always on call, right? And I've been this way. So, you know, I would answer the phone all the time. It didn't matter. My hours were 11 to seven, right? And I would pick up the phone at nine o'clock at night. I would pick up the phone at six in the morning, right? And I would, I'd pick it up on the weekends. I don't work on the weekends, or at least I said I didn't, right? And, and so it was like, I would always be on call. And what that did was it meant that people weren't valuing my time because I wasn't valuing my time. Right. And so I would, I would challenge you to look at what you're, what, what you're doing. Right. I mean, we as artists and we as business owners, we feel like we need to be accessible all the time to put out all the fires. Right. But 
it's not it's not really true. I mean, those things can really wait because I mean, I've actually gotten calls at night and I've answered the call, right? And I've answered the question and the answer they gave me was, well, well, we'll deal with it. You know, you know, we'll start that in the morning. And it was like nine o'clock at night. If you're not going to start it now, you shouldn't be calling me. Right. And, but vice versa, if you're not working, right, then you shouldn't be answering your phone. I mean, the other thing is that so many of us now in this day and age, right, your business line is your cell phone. Right. And so it's crazy because it's always on you get two phones, <laughs> right? Or get two phone numbers. I mean, and like leave one at the shop, like every other business. I mean, you're an artist, right? You're not a slave. Your whole job is to make art and experience the world and make make a great product, right? It's not to sit there and be on call to answer questions all day, right? You have to make art and you have to experience the world to do that, right? So we're going to work on allocating your time so you get to do all of that stuff, right? Because if all you're doing is putting out fires, I figured out for me, I mean, maybe it's different for you, but I'm willing to bet that it's not, right? That you didn't start your business, an art-based business, making your own art to be on the phone all day. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want that, right? So I said, I'm going to focus on what I want to focus on. And I'm going to put all these other things that everybody else, right? All the other people are trying to focus on or all these other people are telling you are really massively important, right? And and focus on um, doing all of that stuff. But really what it's doing is it's sucking all your time away from you, okay? And there's a, there's a lot of things that do this, right? I'm just talking about customers first <laughs> because... I feel like so many of us, right? It's like we feel like we need to explain our product and we need to really get into the nuts and bolts of it. And I'm not saying that's not true, right? I mean, I still have to explain things, even even if it's not necessarily for the customer. I feel like there's things that I need to say for my product just so my customer knows, right? But I'm working on that too. So the the whole thing is is this, right? We've got to free up free up your time, right? And to get one to two hours a day, I mean, that's five to 10 hours a week, right? And if if you want to free up, like what would you do with five to 10 hours a week? I mean, for real, think about that. If you had five to 10 hours more a week, what would you do with it, right? Would you spend it with your family? Would you, I mean, if it's 10 hours, right? That's over an eight hour day, right? You're going to take a day off? Oh, Right? Who out there hasn't had a day off in a long time? <laughs> right? So you're going to take a day off, right? You're going to spend a day uh, with your kids or are you going to just do nothing but work, right? Maybe maybe you're going to free up that time so you can start that piece that you've always been trying to do and you've just never been able to find the time. Well, listen up. Here it comes, right? It's going to be great. So think about it. And right now, if you can, right? If you're not driving or anything like that, write down with five to 10 hours a day, right? I would do blank and then put it in the comments. If you're on iTunes, put it on, put it in, uh, put it in the comments and I'm interested. I want to know, right? Because this is gonna work. If you follow these steps, right? I promise you it'll work. I know because it worked for me and it's worked for a bunch of other people that I've told this to. <laughs> and it it's, it's not, it's not a secret. It's just, it's 
really, really cool. It's really cool. So write it down, put it in the comments. I want to know because I want to see what you guys are going to do with this newfound time that, that I'm going to, that I'm going to give you. Okay. So here's, here's what we're going to do. Okay. The first step and the one that is probably going to be the one that you're going to fight me on the most, right? But hear me out. Just hear me out, guys. Here it is. You ready? You have to turn off all your social media notifications. Now, I know what you're thinking, right? I run my business on Instagram. I do this. I do that. I'm in all these groups. I admin this stuff. I do blank, blank, blank. It doesn't matter. Listen, here's the thing, right? How many of those notifications, I mean, in real time, right? In real life are an emergency or how many of those things are the shoestring friend from high school, um, is, you know, just joined a new group and it's so-and-so's birthday and, you know, somebody liked your post, but didn't leave a comment. I mean, anything right? How many are actually things that you need to look at, right? Versus that are, are just fluff. Not that you don't want to look at them, but we're going to build time in for that too. Okay. So here's the thing. So you got to turn them all off, not popping up, not chiming, not nothing like turn all of them off. Okay. So you have to go into the app and you have to go. And when you log into the app, And I can tell you this from experience. When I log into Instagram, I have zero notifications for social media. But every time I open up that app, right, it's awesome. It's like Christmas, you know, and it's like you pop it up and it tells you how many likes and followers and comments you get, right? And and so you let it go for a little bit because when you open it up, you want to see hundreds and thousands, right? You're not looking for like one, two, right? And you got to get less fixated on it because so many of us, right? Fall into this evil trap. And I I know this isn't the first time that you've heard it, but we fall into this evil trap, right? Of social media. And we feel like it's so important, right? And, And I'm not saying it's not important. It's very, very important. But if it's that important, you should be dedicating time to it the same way that we're going to build dedicating time into doing all the things that you're going to do. Okay. Because if you're, if you're constantly being back and forth between all these different things, you're not focusing on anything. I used to think multitasking was really great. And now I am not a huge multitasker because I realize that it just takes something that I could do in a relatively short amount of time and it prolongs it and makes it like three to five times longer because I keep on getting stopped and I can't actually dive deep and just finish the project. Right. Or, or the task. And so that's what social media does, right? It's like a life interruption. Turn it off. Now, we're going to talk about, you know, going into that and, and scheduling time to, to actually go and look at all of your apps. Um, but you don't, you don't need to really see all of that stuff all the time. It just distracts you. And most of us out there, right, when you first get the app and everything like that, I mean, you're letting it be really, I mean, it chimes all the time, right? You know what I'm talking about. And you've got all the things on it chimes, it lights up, it reminds you. I mean, it's crazy, right? So turn them off. So that's step one. Step one, turn off all your social media notifications so they're not on your phone. The second thing is step two. You only check your email one to two times a day, okay? And don't do it right when you wake up. Don't do it right when you get in. All of this stuff is within 
whatever you have is posted business hours, right? If you have a website or something like that and you're listed on Google, most of us have to have uh, business hours. Even if you're appointment only, it yells at you if you don't do that. So, you know, you've got to, you, you should be thinking about that stuff, right? Because the rest of the time you can do whatever you want. I don't care if you wake up at four in the morning and you start working. That's what I do. But you want to make that be that investment of time is what you what you want it to be and not what you not what all these things are trying to draw you into sucking you in and making you feel like it, it's what it needs to be because that's a lie. So I would recommend that you check your email. You're working on trying to do it once a day, right? Because then you can be the most efficient and you can batch, right? If you don't know what batching is, batching is um, basically taking all of one task and then you condense it. So then you can do all of them at the same time for all the jewelers out there. uh, When I was working at the jewelry store, right? I would batch all of my jobs. So I would take all of the ring sizings and put them all together. I'd put all the stone sizings together. I put all the chain repairs together and then I would work through them systematically, right? So for the ring sizings, I would cut them all and size them all and get all the chunks and everything else like that, the ups and the downs in the right order. Order, and then I would get all my chains ready to go. And then I would do all of the assembly jobs I had to do, right? And I get them all laid out. And I would do all of that prep work first. Then I would take it and I would solder everything, right? And then I clean and then I pickle everything. Then I clean everything up. And then I do all my pre polish. And then I would set all my stones. And then I do all my final polish, right? So you're doing all the tasks at one time. You're not doing one job. You're not soldering. You're not cutting it, sizing it, soldering it, cleaning it up, polishing it cutting it, sizing it, soldering it, polishing it, cleaning it up, right? You can do much more, more efficiently if you batch it, okay? So that's what we're going to try to do with our email, okay? Let it build up a little bit because again, how many of us get emails that are just garbage, right? Like they're just garbage inquiries. Like I got an inquiry today. Somebody was just like, I need a loose diamond. And if you're in the jewelry industry, you know that if that's the only message, that's not a good message, right? Because that's like saying, that's like walking into a car dealership and saying, I need a car, right? And they're like, uh, okay, what kind, color, make, what are you going to use it for? Something like you got to give me way more info than that, right? And so I said, okay, you know, so I, I put out my qualifying question and I said, are you looking for a loose stone or a finished piece? And they came back and they just said a loose stone for X number of dollars. And it was under a thousand and it was a specific shape. And I just said, you know, unfortunately we don't do that at this time. You know, you should check out these couple of websites. Thank you. All the best. Mark Farrell. <laughs> right. And I had like four or five of those today. Um, and so I have a feeling that, you know, but, but then you can use the same message, right? I mean, it's crazy. So you only check your email once or twice a day, because again, with that reminder, right? Everything, every time that thing pings into your inbox, like you think you need to check it. Right. But the thing that's crazy is that when email was started, right? It wasn't meant to be this direct service, right? It was meant to be mail, Like when you would write a letter and then you would send it and it would take a few days and then they would get it even if it was urgent and then they would have to address it at that time, right? I mean, that's what mail is. Like it waits in the mailbox until you get it. I mean, none of us really run out to the mailbox every five minutes to check the mail, right? Why would email be any different? I mean, that you still get a whole bunch of stuff in there, right? So only check your email one to two times a day, right? Right there, those two things should be able to free up at least 30 minutes a day, if not more. For me, that was a huge time suck for me, both of those things. 
the other thing, so, so step one, turn off all your social media notifications on your phone. Step two, start checking your email maximum two times a day and one time a day is better. I like 11 o'clock FYI. It's long enough to let stuff come in, but it's early enough that you can still answer stuff by noon. That's pretty good. Step three, right? is to set up work timers for 45 minutes to two hours at a time. Now, this is really important. And the reason is because now you can do some more batching, right? You can batch your tasks and everything else like that, but you can also dedicate time. As you're working on things, you want to be able to really get into a groove and focus. If you, you know, we're all artists here and you know that when you get into the zone, right? One of two things happens. One you look up and you've been working for hours, right? And it feels like 20 minutes and you're like, oh my gosh, that was awesome, right? Because that happens to me all the time now and it's great, right? And so, but but we feel that, right? And you are, we're, we're the most productive when we really get those art juices like flowing and like we don't want to turn them off, right? We just want to go, 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 go. It's like go till it's done. It's like a marathon, right? It's amazing. I love it. I hope you love it too. It's, it's the best feeling as an artist. The other one, right, is that you're working and you're just, it's like you're accomplishing so much stuff, right? I mean, it's crazy. This happened to me a few months ago. This happens to me less, by the way, than the, than the first one. But this one, it's like I, I, I was sitting there and I, I was just hammering out this ring, right? I mean, just so fast. It was awesome. And, and I'm just waiting for this timer, right? I'm, I'm like, I'm just checking off all the things, solder this and clean this up and bend this and do that and get this set and do my cuts and do my setting and bright cut my walls and pre-polish. And it's like everything that I'm doing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm doing so much. I'm like, did I set the timer? And I look at the thing and it's been 30 minutes right? I mean, I got so much done in 30 minutes. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to keep going. So I just kept going, right? My timer went off and I, and I did it again, right? I set another one because I was still in that groove, right? I didn't want to stop. And so I'm going, going, going. And what I, I thought I was, I was hoping to get one ring finished, right? In that, in that block. I ended up getting four rings finished in like two, it was, I think it was like, uh, I don't know, like two hours, right? Or an hour and a half. I mean, it was crazy. I wanted to get one done in like an hour. I mean, it was insane. And, and I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I finished everything that I was going to do for two days and I left early. It was amazing. Right. And so the big thing is, is that like, you have to start thinking about your time right? As, as more important, not, not necessarily to you, but it's important for the task that you're doing, right? If we take that, that creative juices, right? Or that diving deep or that focus, right? Whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter, but you got to take that. We as artists, like we have to take that because that's where we thrive, right? Like that's where all the magic is, is when you get lost in what you're doing, and if, if you're doing a task from start to finish, right, and, and you have to do it from start to finish without stopping within a given set of time, right, you're going to do it. it. There's I can't remember what the law actually is, but there actually is something that says, you know, it's like when, when you had a paper due and it was due the next day, right, and, and you wanted to get an extension and you couldn't. Somehow you still managed to get that done or you managed to cram for the test or as artists, we managed to finish that piece before the critique, right? Like, you don't know how you did it, but you stayed up all night and you got it done, right? You have a deadline. 
it's almost like what you're doing here. I mean, you're basically giving yourself a deadline 40 minutes to two hours out, right? You have to get it done. And, and amazingly, you do. You start getting things done a lot faster. And so the other thing that, that goes along with this timer thing is that while you're in the work mode, right, you have to turn your do not disturb on. So nobody can call you, right? Nobody can text you. Nobody can call you. Nobody nothing. Like you've got to be able to, you've got to be able to focus in what that is. Okay. It's super, super important. And you'll be amazed how quickly if you just, if you have no other distractions, right? These things that you feel are overwhelming you, right? They will just melt away because now you've actually got time to do them because you're allocating the time, right? You're taking it back instead of using time, right? You're allocating what time you are going to use for certain tasks, So if you don't like the task and you want to really knock it out, give yourself less time. It's crazy. Again, the, the less accessible you are with your time, the more in demand you become, right? If you limit that, you're only going to answer email, right? One time a day for an hour, you're going to answer all of your email every day for only one hour and and you're going to do it because that's what you have to do. You're going to be ruthless, Right. And I think that's the problem is that we are not like, we're not ruthless with our time. Like we want to give it away, which is fine. I'm not saying that you can't give it away. Right. But you, you do need to like, we need to think about it differently because if you're an artist, you got to be making time to make art. That's why so many people stop making art and and feel that art-based businesses can't make it, can't make it last. Right. Because you are you're always being pulled. You're doing everything. We're doing everything. We're making everything. We have to make the product. We have to make the calls. We have to talk to the customers. We have to everything, right? That's all time, right? You're feeling, uh, you're feeling sucked on time. We'll take it back. It's your time, right? It's your time. It's your process, your product. It's your customers. It's your company. Take it back. Maybe there's some of you out there that are listening to this and you're saying, man, you're out of your mind, right? And maybe there's some of you out there that are like, wow, that really makes sense, right? I'm not saying that what you're doing, I'm not scolding you, right? And and because I wasn't scolding myself, right? It's just, it's a choice. I mean, you're saying, instead of saying that all of these other mindless menial tasks that really don't mean anything, don't make you any money, don't make it so you can make more art, don't fulfill you, don't nothing, right? Except for give you anxiety, stress, and feel like you don't have enough time, right? If you love all those things, I mean, keep, keep going. Right. But if you don't love all those things and you want to have all of that time back to do what you want to do, like make art, right? Like (laughs) go experience the world so you can go and make more art, right? Or spend time with your family. (laughs) Like then try it. Just, just try, right? So step one, uh, turn off all social media notifications. Step two, check your email one to two times a day. Step three, set work timers, uh, 45 minutes to two hours and put your phone on do not disturb mode when those timers are on. You're also going to, um, set timers to check your, um, social media. At first I had it be like 10 minutes after each one of those timers went off, right? So I would finish a task and I would, I would check my social media 10 minutes for 10 minutes, um, after every timer, right? And so I would build that in. I found out that that was still too much time. So now I answer emails from 11 to 12 and I look at my social media from 12 to one. So I do an hour for all of my social media, right? But it's because I'm making content. Uh, I also have time built in to make content too. make your time be more valuable to you as well. 
Step four is stop doing what's comfortable for you and start thinking about your customers and how to help them overcome their issues faster, right? So this goes back to the story that I told about um, me having to talk to every single customer, right? And that, that was like a huge linchpin for me because a lot of people, I found out that a lot of people didn't want to talk to me for an hour, right? I mean, this podcast is probably going to go for an hour and I hope you want to listen for that whole hour, right? But I know that, if, if I'm talking to somebody and they're knowing that they're not going to buy, right? Most people are very nice and they, they don't tell you to shut up, especially because if they're trying to buy something from you, you may be overeducating them, right? And you may be giving them too much information that then they can go and use and somebody that's a better closer, right? And I'm not cutting anybody down. There's better, there's lots better closers than me, right? But you know, like you got to ask for the money, but if all you're doing is, is giving them information, your customer, if all you're doing is giving them information and you're, you're educating them too much, right? You're making them the expert and they, you need to stay the expert, right? We want to be the expert of our, of our art, of our product, of our uh, industry, everything else like that. So you've got to not do that. And so the other thing was, is that I found out that I was giving away way too much information. Not that it was bad, but it wasn't, it wasn't lucrative. It didn't make me, giving away more information did not equal making more, making more sales. And so what I would say is you've got to find ways to start making it easier for them, right? So I found out that a lot of people didn't want to talk on the phone at all, right? The younger generation, probably a lot of you guys may be thinking, well, I don't want to talk on the phone. That's, you know, why would I do that when I can just type it? Okay. So we got to get into that mindset, right? Um, but that comes into, you know, emailing people and, and doing other things um, of that nature, right? So for me, being dyslexic, reading and writing weren't my favorite thing in the world, but I knew that I had to get better at it. So I bought a really nice computer and I put it in the studio. And it was huge. It was 27 inch all in one. It was amazing. I loved it. It was super nice. And it was awesome. It was a, it was a big Mac. Um, and so I, I did that and that's what made me want to go and write emails and stuff like all day. Right. Because that was, it was before I stopped checking my emails. It was when I started doing emails. Right. And so I quickly found out that twofold, right? It was much easier for me to not write as much because again, writing isn't my forte, right? And um, I, I didn't write as much, number one, which meant I didn't give away as much information, which meant that I wasn't over-educating my customer and then they felt like an expert, which was a big bonus. And I also found out that people were interacting with me better uh, and I was closing more deals because I was meeting them where they wanted me to meet them, right? I feel like as artists, we we think that we're like, well, it's it's our art, right? And it's our vision and it's our product and it's our everything. And so it's, it's our way or the highway, right? And and, I mean, how many of us out there feel that way? I mean, raise your hand, right? I mean, I, I felt that way for years, right? And, and you may be feeling that way now. I mean, and the thing is, is that we need to realize that we need customers. Okay. We all need customers. They're the ones that are paying your bills. I, I hate to say it, right? But they're the ones that are paying you to be an artist, right? And so to make it only be about you is unfair. It needs to be about them, right? And so they want what you've got, right? They want your vision. They want your product. They want your everything, right? They want that, that tangible good. That's great. Your skills, right? That's what they want. They want your art, right? But, but if they want it and you want to sell it, we should be aligning what those things are. Okay. Instead of like what I was doing of making everybody talk to me when they didn't want to. Right. So I would urge you that if there are things that people have told you or that is something that you commonly say no to right in your 
customer experience process, right? Uh, no, we don't do that. We do this, right? I would uh, suggest that you look at that and start trying the things that they're asking you. For instance, believe it or not, there are still businesses that do not take credit cards because they don't like the interchange, right? Or the processing fee. Listen, guys, it's 2020, all right? You need to accept credit cards. It doesn't matter. You need to be able to accept them anywhere and any kind. It's just the way it is, right? That processing fee is the cost of doing business. If you don't want to pay it, it's normally about 3% or under. Up your price 3% and then forget about it we've got to be thinking more about meeting our customers where they are and where they're, where they're telling us they want to spend their money, right? I love your art. It's so beautiful. I want to do business with you. Here's, you know, can we do this? And you're like, no, we don't do that. Well, can we do this? No, we don't do that. Well, what can we do? Well, we're going to do this. Well, as a customer, I don't want to do that. And well, that's what I do. And that's when they leave right? We want to make, we want to close more sales, right? We can free up your time and close more sales if we start listening to our customers, right? And because they want, like, they don't want to invest that much time in us, right? We want to invest way more time into our customers. And to us, we feel like we're doing them a service, right? At least what I did. When I was talking to my customers, I was educating them. I was giving them information. It was really, really great, right? And it was, it was awesome because I felt like I was really building that value, right? I was really giving them what they needed to say yes, Right. And, and it wasn't like I now realize it's like it, it wasn't that right. It, it was really good information and they wanted it. You know, they, they kept asking me. So I kept giving it, which was fine. But it's like I still didn't meet them where they were. If I gave them the information that they asked for in the way that they wanted me to give it to them, it would have been a lot better. Okay. And I would have closed a lot more sales. So and plus it also frees up a whole bunch of your time. Think about when you're a customer, right? You you put in an inquiry and you have a question. You just want like a simple yes or no. You're trying to figure out if you want to do business with this company or not, right? That's what the people that are inquiring to us, that's what they're saying to us. Hey, I like your stuff. Do I want to do business with you, right? They don't need a hu- whole huge long thing, right? They want like a quick boom, boom, boom. If you've got this whole big rigmarole roundabout stuff, it's like, yes, that's great. and you're. But at the same time, you know, vetting some people before they get to that really great customer experience thing. So they think it's great, right? That's, that's part of it because they want it to be faster too. If they want it faster, right? Then you can make it faster, right? You can make your correspondence faster. At least I knew I could, they didn't need. So I started writing emails, right? It was really long and I was doing all these different writing tons of tons of words in these emails and I was giving them all kinds of background information, right? For like somebody that was just asking for a price. Like if they ask for the price, tell them the price and let it go, right? If that's what they're looking for, and and that's all that they're looking for, if they don't like the price, they're not going to be your customer anyways, it doesn't matter, right? Don't waste your time, right? Answer what they like. They are asking what they want, right? So tell them what they want and elaborate a little bit, but you don't, you don't need to kill it. And same thing with like scheduling. I want to schedule a consultation. Great. When are you free next week? And they're like, oh, you know, anytime. And I'm like, when are you available? What fits into your schedule? And I'd say, well, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, between I'm here between 11 and seven consultations are normally, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. Um, you know, when, when would that, when would that fit your schedule the best? And they would send it back and they'd be like, well, Tuesday or Wednesday between one and five. And it's like, it was this back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's like, okay, it's enough. Right. So I, I had to, I had to get faster, right? It, it, I had to, 
So that's step four, right? Step one, turn off all social media notifications. Step two, check your email one to two times a day. Step three, set work timers and set social media timers and other timers, right? Set timers in your day and put your phone on do not disturb during those times, right? Stop doing what's comfortable to you and start doing things, start meeting your customer where they are because they're sitting there with money and they want to spend it. And you just need to make your process fit that so they can get what ultimately you're doing, which is, you know, selling your vision, your art, your, your visual stuff, right? And step five is find and use new tools to help you offload a lot of what's eating your time. So from that story before about the customers and emailing like seven emails to set up like a 30 minute consultation, it's ridiculous, right? And I was checking emails all the time. So it would come in and I'd email them out and then it'd come back and I'd email them out. It's like crazy, like batch all that stuff. It's nuts, right? So find new tools. So what did I do? I found out that I wasn't really saving any more time over email, right? But I was able to talk to more people. And so what I did was I started using email templates, right? Using new tools. And this was not comfortable with me, right? But I figured out that there were a lot of commonly asked questions, right? So I, so step one, the first thing that I did was I made a frequently asked question page on my website, right? A fax, FAQ, do that. Right. And then when people ask you, you can just copy the link and say, oh, you know, we have a great section about this. Look up blank on the website. Copy, paste, send, done. Right. That that's going to free up like 30 minutes right in your day to answer all of those goofy questions. You know, what's your return policy? What's your warranty? What's your pricing? Do you break up payments? Do you do, you know, terms? You do financing? Do you do blah? It's like all of these questions that we all get, right, as artists, because our stuff is not cheap, right? You, you get stuff, you know, $8,000 piece. People are like, oh, hey, you know, do you offer, um, you, you know, do you, do you offer payment plans? Well, yeah, kind of payment plans we do, but not, you know, we don't have funding, like you can go and get a credit card and then you can use it. It's just, you know, we're, you're an artist, right? We're working on building a business so then we can do all of that other stuff and get you to six figures and get you up there. So, so we can start doing and really churning and and then we can really focus on, on what you're doing. But first, offload the time. So find different tools that do this for you, right? Look at all the tasks that are not exactly what you started your business for. I learned this from Steven Larson red dot green dot, right? You list off all the thing, all the tasks, tasks that you do in a day and all the ones that you want to do, right? That you love to do. And that actually propel your business forward, right? You put a green dot next to it. And then all the ones that don't, right? Then put a, a red dot next to you, but I like adding in yellow, right? So it's like, then all the things that you think you are the only person that can do them is you put a yellow dot and then all the things that um, are something that you know somebody else can do, right, are the red dot and all the red dots you start giving to other people first, right? Then you start giving all the, the yellow dots away. So, but so you find these different things, right? For me, it was email templates, right? So I wasn't I, commonly asked questions, easy. And the frequently asked question page, you know, people ask me questions all the time. I literally just copy and paste that link and say, here it is. I already answered that question. Go find it. If you do it once, you don't have to do it again right? It's easy. And then also 
appointments and scheduling apps. This one was huge, right? You can use like Google calendars and there's a lot of different stuff out there, but Google calendars, if you have a G suite, that's the way to go. Right. And so the thing that's crazy is that you can do this, right? And, and basically when somebody says, Hey, you know, I, I want to meet with you instead of going back and forth and back and forth, you just copy and paste this link and say, okay, here's my schedule, pick the time. Right. And you designate the times that you want to take appointments. So for me, it's Tuesday through Thursday between two and six, right? So three days and they're 30 to 45 minute appointments. And I just email that out and then they book it. And I just get a notification to my calendar when it's ready to go. Done. No more seven emails. It's awesome. Right. And so it's crazy, but it's, and you may be thinking, well, okay, this is just an isolated instance. Right. And, and it's not, you know, the email stuff that is directly from Tim Ferriss's book, the four hour work week. If you haven't read that, it's, it's totally different and it may, but it's, it's applicable to art, right? He talks about it in the sense of travel and, but, it, but you're offloading your work, right? And, and you're doing all these different things. And a lot of the tasks that we have are the same things that most people have in regular nine to five jobs, right? And so if, if all of these people from four hour work week can, you know, unload all of these tasks in a job that they're getting a paid for with a paycheck, right? You can do it in your, in your business, in your art business, right? And, and I mean, it's totally, 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 totally possible. I'm here to tell you that, that it's totally true. The other thing is, is that with scheduling and everything like that, I know a lot of, I know a lot of you folks out there may be saying, well, but I don't want to schedule my creativity. It's not, you're not scheduling your creativity, right? You're scheduling time that you're allowing yourself to be creative. And the more time that you can schedule to be creative, it's astounding how much more creative you can be. Okay. Because you can focus on it. And so that brings me to looking up, take your favorite famous person, maybe not your favorite famous artist, right? But your favorite famous person, right? Think of like a movie star or a business person, somebody that you look up to, whatever, but they have to be big, right? And go onto YouTube and put in their name and then put in morning routine, right? And you will find like what they do or their daily routine, right? Like the rock, right? Go find out like what the rock does because he's got to go to the gym all the time and he's got to eat the right way. It's like all these people that are putting out so much work, right? Musicians and movie stars and everything else like that, right? They are masters at allocating their time, right? And because, because it's so limited, right? When, when people get the chance to have an interview, they make the most of it, right? That proves the whole thing, right? I mean, if you, if you start treating your time, like a famous person, right? Like your time is valuable. It's amazing how much more time you'll find, but you have to believe it in your own head, right? And by doing all of this stuff, when you actually find the time, right? And you notice that you've been just hemorrhaging, right? I mean, you've just, you've been, you have an open wound of time and it's just been rushing out, right? When you start finding those holes and plugging that dam up, right? It's amazing how quickly you can fill that lake of time. And so that it's, it's a huge, a huge thing. So again, here's the last ones, write them down. If you're not, if if you haven't been doing that, write them down. I'll tell them to you uh, again. Step number one, turn off all social media notifications on your phone. So it doesn't ping. No, no notifications at all. You have to go into the app to actually see what's happening. Step two, Check your emails one to two times a day only. I prefer 11 o'clock a.m. That's when I do it and set a time for it. I recommend one to two hours and you're trying to get down. You're trying to get that to be about an hour a day. Step three, 
set work timers for 45 minutes to two hours. These work timers are for everything, right? They're for your social media intake, they're for your emailing, they're for working, they're for creating the work that you've already sold, everything else like that. Also, to go along with step three, uh, put your phone on do not disturb when you're doing these tasks. Or if you don't, if you feel nervous about putting it on do not disturb, put it on vibrate, but do not answer it unless it is a true emergency. Don't answer the phone. Do not disturb is nice because then you don't even hear it ring. It's like the notification. You have to disconnect from that stuff. Step four, stop doing what's comfortable for you only and start meeting your customers where they are and help them overcome their issues faster. Okay. And then step five, find new, find and use new tools that can help you offload what's eating up your time i.e. templates and frequent things that you can build and that can live on your website that are evergreen that you can just start directing people to and start freeing up your time there. Uh, it would probably be helpful to make a list while doing all of this stuff and do the red, yellow, and green dot. The funny thing is, is that you will easily free up one to two hours a day if you can do all of these things, right? That's 10 hours a week or more. You have to dedicate yourself to doing them and you can't cheat. You got to hold yourself accountable. Your time is valuable. It's more valuable than anything else because you only get it once, right? And it's yours. It's your time. Spend it the way you want to, not the way everybody else is trying to make you spend it. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next time. I want to thank you for joining me today and listening to this episode. I know how hectic running and growing an art-based business can be. And you choosing to spend part of your day here listening to my thoughts? That means the world to me. I hope that you found some gems or nuggets that you can use and implement in your own business. We're all working towards the same goal, to make more art and have more of an impact on the world. The sharing of knowledge is the key. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone else who can benefit from it as well. So... I've been working on something that's pretty special, and I'd love to give you access as a thank you. Theory and stories are great to listen to, though I know there's so much more I can do to help you on your journey. Here's what I'm going to do. Go to pages.buffalocraft.com resources. There, you'll get free access to my professional Rolodex. This is something that I've been compiling and developing over the past 10 years. This is my way of saying thank you. And remember, together we can all be better.